Hello, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to the fifth edition of the Retrospective Library. If this is your first time, thank you so much for deciding to listen. Make sure you give this podcast a follow. And if you're a continuing listener, welcome back. Make sure you got that bell on. You get notified whenever those new episodes come out. And today, we are reviewing Anderson Pop. An artist I was kind of excited to review, hadn't messed too much with his stuff. I had heard a couple songs, but um, overall, sort of a new artist for me. And if I'm being honest, it was a little bit of a letdown experience. A lot of it ended up sounding the same, kind of sounded like a very pop rap style, which if you can kind of tell by now, isn't my most favorite style ever. But there's definitely a lot of good things that we will get into with Anderson Pock. Um, so let's get started. Anderson Pock does have a lot of EPs and a couple mixtapes. I didn't really mess with those. What we're really going to be predominantly focusing on with these podcasts is studio albums. Um, if the mixtapes, frankly, if, if I like the artist enough, I will also listen to the mixtapes and I'll review those on here. But it wasn't worth it to track it down on Datpiff and to listen to it with bad sound quality and all that. So I just listened to the four studio albums, Venice, Malibu, Oxnard, and Ventura. So starting with Venice, um, right off the bat, this, I mean, this is such a nitpick for the intro, but Waves, I feel like could have just been added on to Milk and Honey. It didn't need to be its own separate track, but whatever. It's like 30 seconds long. I don't care too much. Um, Milk and Honey kind of makes Anderson Pock have a little bit of a Kendrick Lamar vibe to start the album, um, and the ending sounds like the same raspy man from if you listen to the song Forbidden Fruit by J. Cole. I mean, it's a good song, um, and that Kendrick Lamar vibe will definitely go away, but I wonder if some of Pock's rapping style, specifically the rapping, is off of the kind of the school of Kendrick Lamar rapping. It sounds kind of that, that gritty voice is kind of there. Uh, a lot of the flows when he gets really fast sounds very similar. And that's kind of what we start out with, with Milk and Honey. It gets a little bit of a more chill vibe with The City. And it's The City and Might Be are both love songs. There's a lot of love songs on this record, in fact. Might Be is more of a more of a drug love song. And that'll kind of continue through Pac's uh, whole discography. There's a lot of songs like that, which is actually one of my problems, is that Although there's versatility in the style of music, there's not really versatility in the message. One interesting thing before we continue about Anderson Pock and drugs is that the story of Anderson Pock is that he was actually working on a marijuana farm, got fired from that job, and was living homeless when he started to produce music. And this was with um, his, he had just married his wife in 2011, and that's actually a really interesting turn of events. I mean, think about it. You go from getting fired from a marijuana farm to being one of the most well-known musical artists of the 2010. Maybe not one of the most well-known, but certainly kind of up there on that list. But um, going back to Venice, Miss Right is a song that kind of is more like the sound that you would associate with Anderson Pock. Uh, not quite a pop rap feel yet, but certainly a, a hard, not hard, gritty rap either. It's sort of a middle ground between those two. Um, 
And Put You On is the next track, kind of a, a showcasing that Anderson Pock is a very competent singer. And through all this all this time, it's been catchy lyrics, really interesting wordplay. When Anderson Pock gets fast, especially, he's really good. You can see that in songs like Already, where it's catchy, good lyrics, passable beat. Um, Dogtown is kind of Pac's anthem for Venice, California, which the album is named after. And it's the first departure from really a classic rap beat. And it's got a passable start, but in the end, it's pretty lackluster. I Miss That Ship is also pretty lackluster. Um, Get Em Up is actually a song which I wish, um, which pulled off the vibe that I wish Dogtown accomplished. It's probably one of the better songs on the album. Anderson Pock gets emotional without sounding overly repetitive compared to his other songs. So Get Em Up was a nice change. Um, Paint wears out its welcome a little bit, but it's a head-bobbing worthy song. I mean, it's a good song. And then we move on to Drugs, and this song goes really hard. This was the song from this album that I had on repeat. There weren't many Anderson Pock songs that I had on a steady repeat, if I'm being honest. A lot of it does end up sounding the same, but Drugs is so, so catchy. Um, if you just listen to that song, then you'll be able to listen to it over and over again. I really recommend it. Uh, Mickey Doralude is just a scene. Um, La You is another really, really good song on this album, actually. A uh, really catchy love song. Um, and then it, as we get to the end, the second half of this album is very strong with Right There and Off the Ground especially, kind of um, reveling on how far Anderson Pock has come as his, in his career and a lot of really good singing, a lot of heartfelt moments. Uh, I don't love Off the Ground as a closer to the album, but it's strong enough to supplement it at this point, and it does wear out its welcome. A lot of songs wear out this welcome on this record. But overall, this is a very strong finish to what started out as a bit of a mediocre album. So to sum up, if there's some songs that you should really consider listening to, Drugs would probably be the one I would recommend the most, and then probably Get em Up, Miss Right, Love You, Right There, all really good songs. As far as the album itself as a whole, I don't know that it's certainly the smoothest project I've ever heard. It's not the most talented project I've ever heard, but you could have this going on in the background. It'd be passable or if you were doing homework or something like that. It's a good album. I wouldn't call it a great album. I would call this next one much closer to a great album at least. We start off with The Bird, which is definitely a much more interesting intro than the one before. And I'm not talking about waves. I'm talking about milk and honey. Um, and it transitions really well to Heart Don't Stand a Chance. Um, unfortunately, Heart Don't Stand a Chance has a lot of has a slightly off-putting intro and a lot of dissonant tones and wears out its welcome. So that wasn't a great note to keep going on. Um, the Waters is more of a soft rock song, more of a confrontational song that talks about his life struggles, Anderson Pock's life struggles. Uh, the Season slash Carry Me has a forgettable first half with a good second half to supplement it, which will be a continuation of a lot of the things that Anderson Pock will do in his future records. Uh, Put Me Through has a quicker tempo and a more energetic feeling, but isn't not still not really rap. A lot of this has not been R&B up to this point, but very pop, very singy, kind of just, you, the only reason you could call it rap is that there's some swear words thrown in there. But there are some songs where Anderson Pac goes pure rap, 
And I actually feel like he's at his strongest when he does that, not just because of that being my preferred genre, literally because that is what he is very good at. I feel like when he gets fast, when he just kind of gets going, uh, it's it's sort of a it's sort of a downhill slope in a good way where he'll just he'll just rap really fast, really smooth with along to the beat. It's just really clean stuff that's the most fun to listen to um put me through transitions very well into am i wrong uh very excellent feature from schoolboy q uh enjoyable song this is kind of where the album starts to get to its strongest without you is one of those songs where Pac is able to rap and show his raw technical skill it's also a very personal song parking lot is gets a little uninteresting and doesn't sound too bad same as uh, Lightweight. Room in here has a great start and an amazing feature and is probably one of the best songs on the album. So that's right up there with the season slash Carry Me. Um, Waterfall is kind of the... Think of it as Waterfall to Malibu is lust to Kendrick Lamar's Dam. It's a little... Um, it's just a little tedious to get through, frankly. Trying to sound too sexy, too sultry. Uh Ultimately, it's just uninteresting, but we're going to get right back to our peak with Your Prime. Excellent beat, excellent wordplay, really also contention for the best song on the record. Um, but And we're going to move next to a song called Come Down, which if I'm being honest, when I if I had heard this for the first time on this record, I probably would not have liked it as much as I did. But um, Come Down is actually a song on Madden 17, which I used to play a lot. And so listening to that song brings back a bunch of memories. Pac has some really fast wordplay on there or really fast rapping with good wordplay on there. And I would recommend that song to everyone, even if you don't like it. Just I don't know. It's it's a fun song. Silicon Valley. um, the rapping is high level. Pac shows off that he has some really serious pipes. This would be a song that I would say is up there as one of the better songs on the outro or on the record. The next song called Celebrate is a song that I really would have put as the outro instead of the dreamer. Um, it it works as a really peaceful, uh, peaceful exit. Kind of the, the rest of this album has been very fast paced, whether it's been rap or not. And Celebrate was kind of the end to that, kind of, okay, let's slow down, let's calm down. But they chose, uh, Pac chose The Dreamer, which is fine. Uh, The Dreamer's still a good song with a really good feature, but I think Celebrate would have worked much better. That's just my opinion. So, moving on, we've got Oxnard next up. Um... I would say the first two albums, Venice and Malibu, up to this point have been really good. Um, I'd say probably the material of me being able to put Anderson Pock on a top 25 list, but not necessarily a top 10 list and a top 20 list would be a little bit of a stretch. So th- those albums have propelled him up to that level, but he's going to come down a little bit with Oxnard. Um, it starts out with The Chase, which is a weird, slightly overlong intro or it has a weird overlong intro before the start of the actual song and the instrumentals sound like they came out of a 70s Disney movie. Um, it transitions really well into Headlow, 
and it has good singing and smooth singing, but it's a really odd instrumental. It's not a song that I can get behind. Uh, Kendrick's feature in the song Tints doesn't really sound like it fits with the album too much, but it clearly outshines Pac's performance and Kendrick. I mean, amazing as always. If we ever get to the Kendrick retrospective, you'll be able to hear about how much I love, love his music. And I would say that's the ultimate summation of Oxnard. Anderson Pock is okay, his features are better, and the songs are slightly above average. Um, Six Summers is Anderson Pock's attempt to get political. I've always thought as Anders- of Anderson Pock up to these two records as sort of a, just kind of a chill song, love song, love pop rap, rap kind of guy. Just not, when he gets deep, it's about his personal experiences, and that's okay. I think he does that well. But Six Summers, his political song, is really tedious. His The main line of the song is, Trump's got a love child, and that's just, uh, it's a lot to get through, and it's really long. But the second half improves on itself. So if you're willing to sit through that, then that's okay. Uh, Savior's Road is a short song, but it's a meaningful one. I do think it takes a little bit too long to get into, but it's a good song if you're willing to sit through that. Um, amazing transition into Smile slash Pretty. For the failings of the music itself on Oxnard, I feel like what Oxnard does get right is that the transitions between songs are much more cleaned up. They're very smooth. They make it feel like a whole consecutive album instead of just kind of a collection of songs. If I'm being honest, um, Venice did sound a little bit more like a mixtape than an album, which is okay because I think it had better songs on it. But Smile slash Petty, amazing transition, but an ultimately forgettable song. Um, Mansa Musa has a really, really good uh, feature from Coco Sarai. It's probably... Uh, tied with Who Are You for the best song in the record. I don't actually know if I got to Who Are You, but it's a very intense, very fun song. Uh, my favorite song on this record. Brothers Keeper is next up. It's a very passionate song with a lot of religious homages. Has a really good feature from Pusha T, also in contention for best song on the record. Um, we'll get into a little bit of a slower song with Anywhere. It's not very remarkable. I didn't enjoy it too much, as much as I would enjoy kind of a typical Anderson Pock song that's going a little slower. Has a feature by Snoop Dogg, which I really did not enjoy. Um, Snoop Dogg is very hit or miss for me, and this is definitely a miss on this song. But we'll bounce back with Trippy, which has a really good feature by J. Cole. And J. Cole is another artist that I really hope I get to review soon because he's seriously one of my top four. Um... And then the song kind of has a weak ending. Sweet Chick is just kind of a boring song. And Left to Right has much better wordplay, is more catchy than Sweet Chick, and as good as an outro, but it's ultimately not rememberable. And that's kind of what I would say for this whole album, is that it's not as memorable as the first two. Uh, I mean, Who Are You is certainly a song that I'll be having on repeat, but Malibu had, you know, Come Down and Your Prime and uh, The Season Slash Carry Me. Uh, Venice had drugs, which I think is Anderson Pox probably best song and it had get him up. And this, this album just doesn't really have that. It certainly doesn't have anything by Anderson Pox specifically that I'm going to be having on repeat for a long time. This is a lot of Kendrick sounding really good, Pusha sounding really good and Cole sounding really good. It's not a lot of 
Anderson Pock sounding really good. And I, I should have mentioned Coco Sarai in there as well. I'm sorry. But, yeah. It's, it's an okay record. I wouldn't give this one a repeat listen, if I'm being honest. Uh, but that's just me. And we're going to move on to his newest project, Ventura. This is probably the shortest. Yeah, it is the shortest project. It comes in at 39 minutes. All of the other ones are above 45. But none of them really feel over long. Um, this one this one feels as short as it is. It's, it's not a huge improvement on Oxnard, but it is a slight improvement. Come Home is actually pretty self-explanatory for what the title is. Uh, Anderson Pock begging for a lover to come home. Good feature from Andre 3000. A great start to this album. And it gets even better with Make It Better, which is a very well-crafted song with strong wordplay. Uh, Reaching Too Much is kind of the beginning of what will be a long R&B vibe for this record. There is much less rapping on here than there is on any other Anderson Pock album. Uh, and that'll continue for Reaching Too Much and Winner's Circle. Winner's Circle transitions really well into Yada Yada. But it's, again, just kind of a boring, typical Anderson Pock song. Uh, Chosen One has a more catchy beat and lacks lyrically, but this is, this is probably the song that I would put as one of my favorites on this record. Jet Black is definitely my favorite, and it's sort of... It's, it's similar to Come Down in that it's, it kind of features Pock doing some singing, and it's a little more fast-paced really relaxing song so that's that's the good grace of that one twilight has excellent instrumentals and catchy enough lyrics to keep my interest which is more than i can say for some of this album and it ends with what can we do which is another kind of r&b heavy song which which gets cheesy and isn't really a change from the rest of the album i think my problem with this album was more with the genre than with the uh, content because i think the content is actually pretty good it's i think it's better from pop specifically than it was on oxnard but it just it ended up sounding the same and i feel like with any really genre that you want to say well all of x music sounds the same you have to consider that the music you listen to sounds the same to someone else who doesn't listen to your genre I know that a lot of people think that rap sounds the same. I think all country sounds the same. I tend to think R&B sounds the same. I And I know that's not true. I know that there are very different songs. But that's just, that's how it is. People have their tastes and they're different. And that's totally cool. So maybe that's just why Ventura doesn't work for me. And Oxnard doesn't work for me on the same level as the other two. If I had to rank these albums, I would probably rank them pretty much in the way they came out. Um, Venice has the strongest individual tracks, whereas Malibu and Oxnard have the more consistent feel of an album. Really, the other three, all of them except Venice, have a more consistent feel. But I'd probably put it Venice, and then Malibu, and then Ventura, and then Oxnard. And... That's that's what I have for Anderson Pock. I know he is coming out with a collaborative album soon. I forget who it's with, but that should be coming out on November 12th, I believe is the date. Uh, I don't know whether I will be listening to that because 
apart from Kids See Ghosts, I haven't really reviewed any collaborative albums on this podcast, and I don't know that I'm going to start doing that. But I could change my mind. We'll see. And if I do, I'll be sure to update you, put it on the podcast. Maybe I'll just review it just for fun at the end of another podcast. But yeah, it might be a while before the next episode of this podcast comes out. I am going to be reviewing 50 Cent. And I am still up in the air about whether to review the albums themselves or the albums and the mixtapes, how many of the collaborative albums to get into. Uh, But either way I do it, it's going to be a longer discography. I should be able to put the podcast out sometime at the end of next week is my hope. But we will see. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow this podcast. um, Give it a like. Tell your friends, share it on social media, whatever. But that's all I've got for you. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.